Welcome to Sports Central. I'm Rick Drew. I'm Phil Fechner. Well, Phil, um, what I really wanted to point out to our uh, listeners is uh, your umpiring expertise. Tell me, you know, what's it like ha- having umpired the number of games you have umpired? Well, it's been a long uh, haul. It's about 27 years, but uh, we won't go too much on about my career. 27 years? You must have been a child prodigy. Exactly. You're only, you're only 35 now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, started very young. No, I'd played 156 games for uh, two clubs, Gummaraka and uh, obviously Tanunda, uh, first senior games, and then uh, went on to umpire, and I'm sitting around 578, I think, at the moment, Rick. So 578? Yeah. What What should that be by the end of the season, you reckon? Uh, I think if I do two every week from here on, it's about 596, but yeah, we'll get on to... While we're on the umpiring, actually, I, I wanted to bring that up today, Rick. Oh, Yes. I uh, was lucky enough to go and see Port and uh, Brisbane Saturday night. I mm. got there virtually just on the siren, first siren, was sounded, and Port were a couple of goals up. <clears throat> I sat down, and my mate was sitting behind me from the SRNFL, and he said, oh, four umpires tonight, Phil. I thought, oh, my God. And uh, so I, I found myself, for the first quarter, Rick just watching the umpires and their positioning. Well, it just amazes me that four umpires, it... it uh, anyway, tell us what you thought about it. Well, I don't reckon I've ever done it before, but just watching the umpires. And, uh, well, you know, when they bounce the ball in the centre, you've got two of them in the centre. Why would you need two umpires in the centre, Rick? Well, I really don't know. Perhaps the ball's getting heavy. Do they share the throw up or what? No, and then the, the bounce went crook. So then the other one, I think the other one actually ended up bouncing that. And then you got two standing on the edge of the, the 50, the, the square, the the uh, you know the big square in the centre. They got two sitting there watching. Who knows? I think the grass grow. But um, <laughs> well, it sounds though like you were pretty impressed with the whole thing. Yeah, no, I wasn't at all. And then uh, the ball goes inside a fifty. You got one sitting right by the point post. Yeah, point the, post. Yeah, right by in the forward pocket. <laughs> He's in the forward pocket. And then you got one sitting on the fifty meter arc. Um, what he's policing, I'm not sure. Then there's one on the edge of the square, and he's just looking at the other two. And the other one, he's running around in circles, at, about in the centre of the ground, he's running around in circles just trying to look busy. But, um, no, I was just so unimpressed. It's just over-umpiring. Um, they probably picked up a couple little frees that you wouldn't normally have paid. But then they, they missed the obvious, you know, the... You know, and they're back to paying these holding the balls with it, you know, stacks on the mill, poor little bugger on the bottom, and he's got no chance of holding the ball. It is. I mean, it is the most remarkable game in the world in trying to interpret the rules, and I would have thought that probably they're hard enough to interpret, so the more umpires, the more complicated it becomes, rather than the other way around, I would have thought. Well, exactly right. I mean, eight umpires, you know, you've got four boundaries which is fair enough. Um, done a bit of boundary umpiring. That's a, she's a big gig around around the outside of that oval all day. Four uh, four boundaries is fine, but four field umpires is not needed. Three is plenty. Um, yeah, I just oh, I, and I bet they haven't. Rick, I wonder if they've taken a pay cut. Oh, don't be silly. Hey, don't be silly. It's well, I mean, it's. They've got more money than the AFL and then you know what to do with. Well, so it just means that they get paid the same amount for less work and there's an extra one putting his hand out, isn't it? Well, the way I look at it, we um, we went up to three umpires this year, which we haven't on Saturday again because we're running short of umpires. Um, so we only got two in the Bs and the 17s again. But uh, when we went up to three, we had to take a pay cut to counteract 
the um, cost factor in, yes. you know, yeah. for the association, yeah. which is fine because you're doing less work, less money. Yeah. yeah. That's how it works. So, but anyway, I bet they didn't. No. Anyway, st sticking with the umpires for a moment, how, do, how have you found three umpires as against two? Do you need the third one or not? Uh, look, I, I really feel that we do. Um, it's certainly on Is the body. Is that a reflection of your age? or It could be. <laughs> or my fitness. Or both. But um, anyway, look, it's a lot easier on the body because we do two games. So we do the 17s and the Bs. And uh, you have three for, for them. And then now the A grade this year have stepped up to three umpires too in the right, B, L and G. Right. Well, while we're out there and talking about your performances, tell us about your training regime. Um, I, I've just had it. Um, Today, Rick, as you know, I brought along a pasty and a beautiful honey log for us to share. It was, and they were both beautiful, I might say. Absolutely, yeah. and that's as far that's, as my training goes. That's the training regime, <laughs> is it? I heard that the only the only night that you turn up for training is the monthly pie night. Is that correct? correct. Uh, and that's only been probably one in the last four years, too. So yeah, it's either barbecue or pasty night, and that's the only time they see me. Well, that's that's a very impressive. I mean, for a fellow to be able to get to nearly six hundred games, that's a a very good way to do it. It seems to yeah, me. Yeah, no, no. I always did train. It's only the last five or six years I've I've cut the training training out of my, uh, my right. life. Yeah. Yep. Although, come on, I think to be fair, you do the odd lap at the Tanunda Oval occasionally. Very occasionally. <laughs> 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 now. What about the draft system? Let's change tack for a moment. What do you reckon? What's going on there? Well, you've got to look at the comp, and, and you look at last night's game, which I'm talking uh, Hawthorne and Adelaide. Um, obviously, the AFL have done a brilliant job of evening up the comp, I do believe, Rick. Um, when, uh, you know, number 14 plays number one, so-called number one, um, and they beat them. I mean... You know, it's just such an even comp. You tell me who's going to go top. Well, I don't think you could, you know, even with a crystal ball, you couldn't You couldn't make that statement now. And I totally agree with you. I don't think in the ever in the time that I've been following football uh, that I've ever seen a comp that is so even. And I guess the indication is that uh, Hawthorne, which seems remarkable, and now after beating the Crows, are one game technically out of the eight. Um, okay, there's percentage, and it would seem to me that that the probably many spots in the eight are, are going to be decided on percentage. Um, although obviously we don't know, but it is in incredibly, incredibly close, uh, and that has to be uh, the draft system working. Um, and you know, it still never ceases to amaze me how. Uh, many, how many good players there are running around who were very lowly picks in the draft or didn't even make the first one or two drafts that they went into. Yeah, well, you, you find that, Rick, that some of the better players are very high in the draft. You know, it's not the number ones and number twos that always shine out. It's, uh, you know, you can be number 63 in the draft. But, you know, um, yeah, I mean, it's how you, I guess, um, you perform, you know, as, as you get... You, you know, an age. I mean, um, look at the number one that uh, Melbourne lad. Um, yes. Watts. Wattsy. Yeah. I mean, it's taken him probably five or six years to really come of age. Couldn't agree more. And there's got to be a lot of uh, speculation. I mean, I know in as my background in sport, 
uh, but you could not necessarily tell at the age of 14 or 15 who was going to finish up being a sports star, no matter what the sport was. Um, it's going back and dating me a bit, but I, I never ceases to amaze me that Rick Davies, the famous Sturt Ruckman, um, went to PAC and, you know, he finished up being an All-Australian Ruckman, champion, etc., etc., could not make the PAC first 18. Never played a game of first 18 football for PAC. That's quite Unbelievable, remarkable, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. So, I mean, um, I do believe Justin Westhoff was the same. I think he missed out on the um, uh, Sapsaza, the Sapsaza team. Well, here you are 200-and-something games, uh, yes. AFL games yeah. later. Yeah. And yeah, while we're on that, and we'll get off it in a second, but, you know, Power Pepper, uh, who, uh, to, I think, is uh, one of the very few first-year players at the age he is to have played every game, and unless he gets injured, I'm sure he will play every game for the entire season. And he was picked up at about pick 18 or 20. Now, the way he's going, people are saying he's going to get the uh, rising star of the year. And... Um, it wonders, you wonder whether some of these uh, talent scouts should hand back some of their money. Um, yeah, I mean, they sort of off the radar, I guess. You know, I guess they um, try and recruit names. You know, it might be a Silvani or whatever, and they, they uh, relate them back to their fathers. I mean, but, you know, some of the best recruits are those you've never really heard of. Exactly. And, and they just uh, blossom, yep. you know, as they get older. And, well, Powell Pepper's only 19 or 20, yes. I believe, and um, just unbelievable. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And it is a bit of a lucky dip. Sure, you're not, you know, you've obviously got some background, but you cannot predict who's going to uh, necessarily succeed at the top. Uh, and as you've also just said, some of them take a long time to do it. Yep, absolutely, Rick. Um, look, while we're on, we'll just uh, touch on the uh, local footy paps, Rick, just for a minute. We'll get off the old AFL. Um, I just uh, wouldn't mind doing some uh, hot tips for the week in the A grade this week, Rick. Well, Phil, that's a good way to finish the show, I reckon. So uh, let's let's go through them. Who's playing who? Well, we have Barossa playing Freeling at Williamstown tomorrow, and I believe you're covering that game. Well, believe it or not, I must be in sheer coincidence. That is, in fact, the game that I will be covering for the Bunyip, and uh, you couldn't go past Barossa, surely. No, nah. Barossa for me. Yep, well, there you are. We're agreeing on that one. Then we've got uh, Gawler Central versus Kapunda at, uh, at the dog track. Oh, and Phil, that's where you're operating, isn't it? Yeah, so I've got the, the 17s and the Bs there, so I might stay around for a couple of quarters and have a look. And after the game, you could probably do a couple of laps of the dog track. and uh... oh, <laughs> I don't think there's <laughs> any right. chance. Okay, who are you going for there? I go for Central. Well, you're a brave man. Yes, I'm going for Central as well. Uh, it's still a little bit hard to judge how good or n not good they are. Um, sure, they drew with Barossa last week, but um, if Barossa had kicked vaguely straight, I mm. think they basically yep. had double the scoring shot. So uh, it'll be a good test, I think, for Gawler Central to see where they're all at. Yep. Um, then we got Williston versus Newry at Williston. Well, dear me, I saw Newry last week. Um, they played about a quarter and a half of good football. Their second quarter was very good. Um, they actually uh, won that quarter. Um, but they're a bit up and down, but, oh, dear me. I think I'll go for Williston at home. I'll go for Newry. Oh, there's the difference. I'll go for Newry. Um, I still think Newry are probably a couple couple players short of a good side, um, but uh, I think they're better side than Williston, so I'll go for Newry. 
Yeah, well, that's. I mean, I'm only I'm only going for Williston because they're at home. Fair enough. And their last game is uh, Angerston versus South at Angerston. Well, I honestly believe that you and I, with a couple of ring-ins, could knock over Angerston. That's how Ooh, well they're travelling. That is a big call. That is a big call. Uh, I could just station myself in the forward pocket. <laughs> um, that would be the whole forward pocket. <laughs> honestly, uh, South Gawler would have to not turn up for Angerston to win that game. I tip South anyhow. So. Oh, you're a brave man. Yeah, yeah. I'm not getting involved in that. <laughs> okay, then. Right. Well, that's been a bit of good fun, and I hope you've all enjoyed it. This is Rick saying goodbye. And, and Phil. See you next time. Cheers.